leftovers, leftovers, leftovers. Yeah, this your fresh leftovers radio. I just had to let they play the music that just touched your soul. Thanks to DJ P4, we Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your man, Legacy the Prince. I am CEO Aaliyah. It's your boy, DJ B4EY. Yes, sir. It's the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show. And we are back. Biggie, Biggie, back. Biggie, Biggie, back. What's up, man? It's the world's most dangerous Christian hip hop uh-huh. radio show, man. Fresh leftovers. No. Powered by that. Oh, that's my fault. Broadcasting live. My fault. Oh, y'all missing it. Broadcasting live from GHD Radio. Power there. There you go. 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 Man, listen, I'm excited. Oh, we're going to get into that later. See, oh, Leah, how you doing? I've never seen him act like this before. Hey, leave me alone. It's my moment. I never seen him. All right, when Nicki Minaj get in here, I want you to keep that same energy. Don't do me like that. Remember, I was like that with Angie. Angie Rose. Okay. I was like that with Angie. I was too hyped. Yes, she was. Man, I talked about that interview for like a month before she got here. Like, I cannot wait. Bro, we did her interview at midnight just to accommodate her. Yeah. So, we these, did, we and did. I love sleep. And y'all know that. I be trying we to get out of here. We had some wings, though. We had so, to accommodate you with the wings, though. Well, we no. We had to bribe her. That's crazy, right? <laughs> we got to okay. bribe her to Let do her job. <laughs> y'all need to go. On. I Bro, can't believe you tried not to do LA. our biggie biggie because you. That's how we just set the tone for I, the show. I get it, but I was trying to be respectful, of, you know, time, of his you know. time and stuff oh, like man. that. You know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to crank off the biggie biggies like that. This is. But that's how we set the tone, so we'll come in regular. True. And then introducing this like, true, true. I got you. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I'm excited. I'm excited. We know. You know what I'm saying? This is this. I'm excited. This 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 this, this is big. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, be excited, man. That's what I'm saying. He can't. Wow. I'm just saying. I literally. She's trying to am, take a little bit. From I just bit. never seen him act like this before over no interview. And they ain't they ain't knocked to nobody. They ain't knocked to nobody. But. But everybody ain't no T dot so it's different. Why are you telling them what we doing already? They don't find out. They know that But yeah, man, everybody ain't this guest. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, seriously. So, you know, I mean, different. I just, I just heard DJ just told me off here. I didn't even notice one song got sixteen million streams. Wow. One, not that's not everything. One song, one sixteen song. million. One you song. saw the bio. Like, you see the bio. No, that's insane. That's what I'm saying. I'm excited. Yeah. DJ, how you been, my brother? I've been good. Well, you know, y'all know what my situation was. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Our Last week, I got to a uh, car accident. You know what I'm saying? Did Walk you name it. your car? So did I name my car? Pro- proper, um, did you name it? <laughs> With a proper burial? Yeah. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> it's still at the morgue. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't That's get the crazy. name. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't choose. And then I had to bury my grandmother in some crash with me, too. So, wow. You know. so Condolences sorry. once once again, yeah. man. It was lovely, though. It was lovely. That's it was good. definitely lovely. But outside of that, um, I'm good, man. That's good. Just think about it every day. It's good. That's, That's good. good. Yeah. It's good, man. You know, take your time, you know, take your time, heal, do what you gotta do, you know? Yeah. You don't get too hard though, like Man, DJ already got that lined up. I ain't gonna lie, shout out to my homie Cyrus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you. I'm sorry. Shout out to him because I hit him with the text like, listen, man, such and such happened. 
I sent the pictures and I got to an accident. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, I got like three of them right here. <laughs> but you know, three of the ones you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same type you wanted? Yes, newer. But, oh, wow. But you know what's so crazy? Let me show you. Talk about how strategic the devil is because you was just. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the crazy part. If you did you tell her? Yeah, she kept texting me. She was like, bro, he literally just compared what we was talking to to a car accident. That's the crazy, crazy part. This is like the second time something like so that. So now I'm like, okay, you saying this, show her. Show them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. speak what you were saying. Yeah. So now I gotta have that uh trust and faith in him. Right. That's what you got to like, do. Brother. I was like, man, I said, man, I'm gonna stop talking to people. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know that's I'm stop ministering. Something that something that God is teaching me in in like in this season right now, and like even just seeing what you're going through right now and seeing how you acting is. Peace and joy cannot be situational. No. It cannot. No. Peace and joy has nothing to do with situations. So, I mean, it's like I always teach us, like, you don't want to be happy. You want to have joy. Because happiness is based on your happenings and what's, what's yeah. around you, why joy comes from the Lord. And mm -hmm. to see people like you and Ira and Legacy, like, y'all could be going through the craziest stuff. You'll never know. I walk in here, y'all going to see it. I don't care. I ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't there yet. It's Peace okay. still situational sometimes for me. I'm getting better at it. But yeah. I see like DJ, Legacy, y'all come up in here and it don't matter what y'all going through. Y'all got joy. Y'all got peace. And it's so inspiring to see that. Because everything, that stuff is temporary. And like, for instance, my grandmother, I, I, I think I told Selena this, but I've had dreams about her like passing. Like warning. Thing. Yeah. So, you know, I knew it was I knew that it was coming sooner than later. Mm -hmm. But when I when I went at the funeral, there's a lot of people who got up and talked about like when she was younger and meeting her on the bus and how she was ministering to people. I didn't even honestly did not know she was out there going crazy like that. Wow. Just ministering about God. Uh, good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's that's the that's the beauty about it, man. Enjoy the Lord as a strength. You know Facts. what I'm saying? It has to be. Oh, and then trust. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Like I, at, at this point, it's like, hey, man, I I can't do nothing else but drive this rental car. Facts. Right. That's the white one outside. Yeah, yeah. the big John. That's nice. You like that? Nah. That's crazy. It's so nice. My pilot was better. Um, he gonna talk about all the bells and whistles. My pilot. And I had a sunroof that goes all the way. How back. you doing this week, Legacy? Legacy doing all right, man. I'm doing good. Um, I've been going, going, going to therapy uh, uh, for the last uh, uh, like three months. Listen, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I'm glad somebody's face is not your therapy anymore. That's you good. said who? I'm glad somebody's face is not your therapy. I mean, anymore. it's the Xbox in me, man. Oh, I was, bro, I thought you said who he is. <laughs> nah, I didn't That's hit nobody. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, man, therapy's been great. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to. Uh, Unpack a lot and also collided with mm. um, hearing the voice of God. Mm. So it's just like, it's a beautiful feeling to be in. It's a great space to be in. So I'm learning a lot, man. And um, it's just the application of it. Yeah. You know? And then knowing that uh, every level you get to, like, it's the devil's assignment to try you in yep. all areas. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, after a while, you just, all right. You know what I'm saying? And you just rock with it. Like, because you got the authority over them, you know? So, yeah. um, I mean, great, man. Um, I'm excited about the future for us because there's a lot of great stuff happening on the amen, horizon. Amen, amen. And it's the things that you pray about when it starts happening and it falls into place. It's just like, like I sat here today um, just setting up and just helping out some stuff. And I sat in here today and I was like, God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, it don't even make sense. And it feels so unreal. Yeah. You know? Like you, right like, now, you, it feels unreal. Like, like you, in the beginning, you're speaking from a place of just like, eh. 
of faith and it's just like, yeah, man, one day, one day. But then when it starts like aligning, it's like, yo, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> ah, man. But listen, we could talk all day, man. We got to. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. We asked you already. You the first one. We, I always ask. I ain't, I ain't even talk about me. We talk How about are you? I'm doing good though. <laughs> we didn't ask her? No. Mm-mm. Oh, dang. Sis, what's up? Because you were so excited. So I just, you know what I'm saying? I ain't just let me have it? Yeah. yeah she let you. How you doing, sis? Well, I'm doing really good. The man's uh, is good too. I am, huh? Nothing. Um. <laughs> so I have, no, I'm super excited though, for real. I have four songs that's dropping in the, in the next four and a half weeks with some very dope artists. Oh, Ooh, sis. Uh, you can name names. That's fine. Yeah, I can name names. Yeah. So it's going to be Queen Lee Times, Big Rissa. Oh, you find oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Queen Lee times T K Lee. Okay, take that. It's gonna be Queen Lee times Big Breeze. Take that. And who the last one? And it's gonna be Queen Lee times One Day. Oh, oh, oh! I'm super excited. Oh, that's what's gonna get Queen Lee times. All right, let's go. Yo, you need this like on an intro for your album or anything? Oh, I'll just let y'all know. All right. What? Oh, uh, man. I have my people. Give me your people. Uh, we are the people. Right? Yeah, y'all, hey. Y'all, y'all, y'all are our people. You really I was, believe that, Alexa? I was about to lean back and come back in and be like, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, people too. People. Um, no, people. We got to register your music. So uh, yeah. Listen, I told somebody this week. I said, they was asking me. They was like, so do you register on this and then you do this? I said, hey. Call them. I don't do a thing. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I just go in the studio and come Listen. out. That's it. But that's the whole purpose, you know? All right. Now you may move You on. ready? All hearts clear? All hearts mm-hmm. of mine. All right. Could we check in with everybody? Yeah. CVMA? Mm-hmm. Selena? You all right? She got water. The, the spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit. I'm good. I'm doing really, really good, y'all. Take all right. Cool, 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 cool. Listen! We're going to go off into a break. Up next, man, we got a special guest in the building. I'm really excited about this one. Um, FlowRadioShow.com, man. You know the vibes. We live and certified. Y'all keep it locked. We'll be right back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I go by name DJ Penny, and you're listening to the CHH African Radio Show every Saturday, 11 a.m. PST and 8 p.m. West African time. On this show, we introduce to you hip-hop songs all over Africa. I'm talking about from Nigeria down to Kenya to Zambia to Tanzania, Malawi, and likes. Yeah, stay tuned. LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip-hop music. GH3 Radio, LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip-hop music. GH3 Radio, God's house of hip-hop. LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip-hop music. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Simi So Real, spinning something you can feel that's right. Catch me every Friday night on Rise Magazine Presents New Music Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on God's House of Hip Hop Radio, powered by Dash Radio. Be sure to follow Rise Magazine on all social media at Rise Magazine, that's capital R-Y-Z-E Magazine, along with www.risemagazine.com, and you can follow me at Simi So Real 1. And remember to tune in every Friday night for Rise Magazine presents New Music Friday right here on God's House of Hip Hop Radio. And if you forget, go to www.ghcradio.com and get all of the info. God's Word Amplified. Blessing you with today's CHH and Gospel Hip Hop Hits. GH3 Radio.
What's up, y'all? It's your boy Aaron Patterson, and you are now listening to the Fresh Leftovers radio show with Legacy the Prince, CEO Aaliyah, and DJ B4EY. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your man, Legacy the Prince. I am CEO Aaliyah. It's your boy, DJ B4EY. Yes, sir. It's the Fresh Leftovers radio show. We are back. Listen, I'm super excited about our guest today, man. Um, A huge inspiration for us young, young Christian hip-hop enthusiasts when we was Facts. coming up. Um, man, I just want to jump right into it, man. Rapper, read it? super yeah. public speaker, uh-huh. podcast host, uh-huh. one of the founding members of Reach Records 116 Movement. Everybody know the 116 Movement, man. And if you know the 116 Movement, you know our special guest, Tadashi. Man, we got Tadashi in the building, man. Yeah. We got the big homie Tadashi <laughs> in the building. Now, listen, I'm... Aaliyah, 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 Y'all did a remix to it? We did a remix to Dumb Dumb. We did a remix competition. Did you send that in? I wasn't, oh, I wasn't in that whole way. I came in on the tail end. Got you. You know what I'm saying? All right, but all right. When I heard the beat, I was just like, oh, yeah. snap, man. And then I got into the Lecrae's. Yep. And then I, then I ran into, I was like, Tadashi, who's this? Yeah. Then went into the wormhole of who you was. Yeah. And then it was just like, just listening to all your music. I was like, man, this dude is tough. Thank you, And man. then just started going in from there. Jumped into the ambassadors of the world, yeah, the, the, yes, the flames sir. of the world, yeah, bro. Triplees. Then I'm from New York, so I like lyrics, like yeah. deep hardcore, you know. So then I got into fanatic, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like a world. If you a purist, that's your dude, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's... I landed on truth, yeah. and then it just blew up from there, yeah, man. That's dope. T dots in the building, y'all. I'm super <laughs> excited, man. We gonna have a good one today. How you doing, man? I'm well. I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, I'm overcoming some. Some I didn't realize tooth pain could be such a heavy burden. Oh my god, man! Look, I didn't know. Nobody warned me, bro. I heard somebody say tooth pain is worse than getting surgery. I, listen, it has getting to be what surgery. It I've has heard to that. Be. I feel your pain. I had no clue. So I I learned this week that I grind my teeth when I sleep. Mm. Um, and from that, I ended up like spraining my jaw muscle. It's weird. So I you've probably been doing this. it for a super long time. Yeah, and clearly, yes. And so I had do you no have clue. to wear a mouth guard now? Uh, well, I just got one made, so I got to do that. But, like, it was crazy. Really? Like, pain everywhere. So I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm with you guys by the grace of God and hey. the blessedness of Motrin. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in here, bro. I'm in here. But I'm doing. other than that, man, I'm doing well. Family's good. I'm good. New music coming. Like, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had excited, that tooth pain man. before not too long ago. I oh, had to get bro. it pulled. See, you know. I, I was crying. I was trying. I wasn't crying, but I was yeah. on the, I had to On the inside, you was crying. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it felt, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I don't know how to tell people how painful it is. Like, I don't know. I mean, I played ball. I played football in high school and college. I had an injury. I got back pain, all this stuff. But this took the cake. I was yeah. like, yo, man. That's crazy. I don't want to move. It was one tooth up here, hurting down here in the front. <laughs> Don't know how, bro. Yes. Listen, I got to pull out the is next your friend. Day. 
The dentist is your friend. Go see them. Yes. Everybody's scared of them, I guess. I don't six know. Six months. Every six months. Listen, every six months, bro, I'm going. Yes. That's hey, crazy. I feel man. bad. That's crazy. That's crazy. Listen to the... the, the, the the bio so crazy. The the, the testimony <laughs> so crazy. Facts. Like there's so much that you've uh, uh, accomplished. Uh, there's so much that uh, you play such a big part in CHH. Thank you, man. With the yeah. with the climate of the culture being what it is today. Uh huh. Like, and us of course celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What does that mean to you? So first and foremost, the climate within Christian hip hop itself is something that's exciting to me. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, I was telling somebody the other day, man, when I look at the landscape of Christian hip hop, there are so many people rapping and doing music on behalf of God now. And, and the beauty of it is they're doing so out of the truth of who they are, mm -hmm. not trying to fit the mold of what somebody said had to be done. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're authentically testifying of who they are and what they've been through in the music. Yeah. And those are the things that I think really do impact people's lives. When you're talking about genuine issues, stories, personal things that you go through and you're able to tie in your faith, your testimony, what God has done in and through, around and about your story and your journey. And to see so many people across the board, like you got cats that's coming in now, 15, 16, doing it, yeah. all the way up to old heads like me and Cray. And it's still like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is a great landscape. Before, it was like, there were young dudes, and then there was old dudes, and it's like, you can't really get down unless you're with the old dudes. Yeah. And now it's like, you can do anything where you are without any sort of connectedness to anybody else, but it all still fits within the same landscape. It's beautiful to me to see so many people doing it, especially when I came up in a time where it was frowned on. Like, yeah. I, was yeah. getting, I was getting kicked out of churches, I wasn't allowed to stand in certain places. Like it was a legit wrestle to try to get people to accept what we were doing. So to see it now, not necessarily as widely accepted as it could be, but mm. to see it now make headway like it has is beautiful to me, bro. So in light of that, when you think about 50 years of hip hop and you think about how far back Christian hip hop goes within that story, it's, it's almost like, God's always going to have his people in the mix. It's always going to be evident to us that we are here for a purpose beyond ourselves. So that's right. beautiful to me. So mm. so with that being said, what do you think God's point is right now? Like, what do you think God's view of why he's allowing CHH to reach the peak that it's at right now? From yeah. the young people to the older people. Yeah. Like, why do you think he's allowing us in the churches to, you know, do what, you know, the older generation wouldn't have allowed and all those things. Like, what do you think his point is? So one of my favorite Psalms that I read before I go on stage, when I'm going to bed, like whatever it is, like if I'm if I'm just in, in a moment of meditation, it's Psalm 145. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how God will have one generation tell to the next mm -hmm. of his goodness, of his good deeds, of his good works. There is to me this legacy moment happening within Christian hip hop where you have a broad range of artists from all walks of life being able to testify to the same God in different ways mm -hmm. or of the same God in different ways. And I think that in and of itself is what God is saying. There is this broad-based, very potent movement and 
message coming forth out of these group of pe- this group of people. And it's something that has to be paid attention to. Right. What I think the beauty of digital platforms, streaming, like social media, I think all of that has given way for people to be able to push music in their own right, in mm. their own sphere. And when you look up and you're like, oh, they're doing stuff out in Southern California. Wait, yeah. it's a dude over in, in Kansas City doing this thing. Wait, there's people out in Florida. Wait, they up in Philly. Wait, they in Atlanta. They in te- It's like, yo, it's, it's everywhere. And it's more visible. And so I just think that visible representation is something God is making clear to the world. And we get to see from our vantage point I don't have to go be exactly like you guys in yeah. mainstream to be something of significance right. yeah. in this music game. I can still do that in and of myself for what I do and who I am. So I got a question. Uh, yeah. And can you take me back a little bit? I don't know the um, introduction for you coming into the, you know, uh, your music and Christian hip hop. Yeah. Can you tell me like what inspires you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to know. So um, when I first, first, first became a Christian, I was a freshman in college. Okay. And um, I used to freestyle in high school. And really, my thing was, like, if you can freestyle, then you get the crowd, you get the attention, you get the respect. Um, In some cases, you get the opportunity to talk to a young lady. Mm. So it's like, okay, I'm a freestyle. I'm just going to go out here and try to freestyle. But moving past that, after becoming a Christian, the guy who led me to the Lord was like, now you always freestyling. Why don't you write some of that down and like talk about Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I laughed so hard. I was like, <laughs> you crazy, bro. And my, for real, my, my, my statement to him was like, you can't get a girlfriend rapping about Jesus. <laughs> wow. I ain't finna do that. Like I'm, you crazy. But he convinced me to do it. And mm-hmm. I entered a talent show with him and I rapped a song, a Christian hip hop song. And at the time, like nobody was really aware of what this was. They was like, yo, you you basically took this thing and ruined it is how they felt. Like they was mad at me for rapping about God at all because they was like hip hop is for like, you know, partying and fun and fights and drugs. And man, you out here ruining it. We're talking about God. You blowing my hot, you know, that type of stuff. (laughs) So uh, fast forward a couple of weeks on campus. A lot of the football players I play with started coming to me like Nicodemus in the middle of the night, like, yo, man, I'm going through something. Can we talk? Mm. And I'm like, why are y'all wanting to talk to me? I don't understand. And they like, man, you got on stage and rapped about God. Like, you must believe. Right. Like, you serious with this? And I was like, oh, I, I am. And so what I learned from that moment was I was able to bring distinction to myself and mm-hmm. the artistry that I could create th- because of being true to who I was. Yeah. And so through that distinction, it gave me opportunity to talk to more people. So I just leaned into that. I was like, man, I'm going to be distinctly myself and everything that God has asked me to do, created me to be, and I'm going to walk in that. And if God sees fit to open the door to talk to more people, I'll do that. And so that's kind of how I jumped in and started doing it. And then fast forward years later, I I linked up with Cray in Dallas um, and we started doing music. We was roommates for a while started making beats and then uh eventually we met trip and we knew show baraka so yeah, yeah. we just started doing stuff that's amazing yeah thank you bro that's crazy my uh, our producer Ira, he's not here today but he told me one time um he was telling me about a story how he met you yeah he was like i think you guys you show baraka lecrae uh trip everybody came to like full lockers or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah and he was just like he was working there at the time he was just like Hey man, that looked like Triple E. And then I think you were standing in front of him about to check out. Yeah. And he was like, he was just like, 
Yeah, and the guy next to him looked like Show Baraka too, right? He was like, <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, that looked like Lecrae too, don't it? He was yeah. like, actually, and he was like, I look like Tadashi, don't I? Was oh like, and then, then it, the light bulb, he said the light bulb went off like, yo, all the, all the, all the, all the one was six in it. Like, yo, that's crazy. I man. actually remember that. I, really? I, yes, I actually remember that. I remember, because um, I didn't live in Atlanta for a long time, so coming to Atlanta always stood out. It was, you know, the mecca for hip hop. So I just was like, every time we come to the A, we excited to be here. But I remember talking to a dude like that for real about, I remember saying that about, that looked like Show Baraka. I remember yeah, that yeah. for real. <laughs> That's crazy. Too bad. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Um, So coming through the the the, the, the 116 uh, movement, right? Yeah. Like, how are you all able to keep yourselves motivated not knowing or having a, a, a like, a scale to say, like, hey, it's eventually going to be like this? Like, how do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah. It's like getting kicked out of everywhere, going through the hardship, going through this, and it's just like CHH is something that you guys pretty much birth. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like, how is this really going to stand against the test of times? Especially with hip hop being what it was. The Jay-Z's was popping off and the yeah. you know, you know, it's like yeah. how, how do you keep yourself motivated in those those times? That's a great question, man. Mm. So uh when me and Cray first started doing music and we was working on stuff, our desire was to say I think Christians need to have music that rocks and hits just as hard as what you hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm not hearing that. And so that was our desire to be that intentional, to be that not just relevant, but that good. Like we wanted to be quality. And then me, where I grew up, I'm sure Craig would relate to this too, but where I grew up, I had a bunch of cousins in Houston who was rapping, who was trying to rap, who was being in the scene. And I was like, I want them to hear this and be like, yo, this hard. Like, I don't want them to ever listen to this and be like, hey, this whack, man, but you my cousin. I guess I'll listen. You know, I, yeah. I ain't want that. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta come, I gotta come correct. I gotta come with it. And yeah. you know, first starting out, it's very much so a I'm trying to get my message across. And then eventually it was like, man, you can do that while creating quality music. And so mm -hmm. once we started learning how to do both, people started to listen a little more. And that really became my goal. I, I like hip hop started, you know, hip hop started in New York. It started in, in 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 the hood. It started with people given an opportunity of escape, and then through the escape came explanations. People people opened the door through ex escapes of break beats and dancing and partying and getting away on the weekends. And then from that, there would be moments where they would stop and explain, like, yo. We, we got to find something that's good for us. We got to like encourage one another. So that's always been my model for hip hop. It's always been an, a language and an avenue or a vehicle to be able to express what I think, what I believe, what I feel. So yeah. the more I started to understand that, I started to do it in the music and in between the songs that shows. And I feel like that's what kept me motivated was like, man, this is a way for me to be able to share what I know to be true and do it in a way that relates to a people group, but also to a demographic that understands the language that I'm using. Like mm. they, they get it. They gonna hear this music, hear the way we rapping and be like, yo, I rock with that. And then pay attention. Mm. So speaking of the people that understand that language, yeah. I wanna talk about the people that don't. Right. So even though I'm new to Christian hip hop um, as an artist, 
it's a lot of people. Like I got a I got a son that just went by with like a million. Let's like, go. Congrats. A million people on Instagram, like a million views and all this type of stuff. And it's a lot of people yeah. saying that I'm mocking God because I'm freestyling over like a secular beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, how have you dealt with the people who look at us like that instead of looking at us like we are literally using our gifts that God has given us yeah. to glorify him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, congratulations. Thank That's you. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, especially to see young women, young black women moving and doing stuff like that. That's beautiful. Um, God is glorified in that. Uh, I've learned there's two different things that come to mind with your question. First and foremost, I'm not going to be able to check the box everyone has for me. Mm. Everyone, once you get in a public eye, mm -hmm. get in a public space, they're going to have a, a perception of what is good and what is wrong, what is wrong, what is bad. And you can't allow yourself to be dictated or controlled by their perception, expectation, the box they want you to check. Furthermore, if you're living in the purpose you've been given, mm -hmm. then it's God who's going to endorse and open the door. Right. Like, you know, I never I never want to say because I got enough money to buy a new car. Well, God must bless me more or love me more. Like, that's not how our father in heaven is. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm not going to say, well, your song went viral. So clearly God is doing something and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to do that to shame them. Like, you just don't get it. Like, I'm not going to shame them with your success. What I will do, do, though, is ask people to look at the fruit. Like, mm. check the fruit. Look at what Facts. I'm doing with what, what I'm doing. Well, look at what I'm doing with what's been given to me versus just looking at what I'm doing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what's happening with the music, but you heard the beat, so now you're judging me. But look at what I'm doing with what I have. Right. Um, but then I'm also of the mindset, and this is controversial for some people, but I'm of the mindset that if an individual... Every person in the world was created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. If a person is exemplifying what God has put in them through their creativity, and that happens to be used for a song that's mainstream, I don't think God is all of a sudden their enemy because they went mainstream. Mm -hmm. I think God still sees that as an image bearer who, is, who he's patient with, mm -hmm. who he loves and says, I'm patient with you. Um, first Peter talks about God having patience with us, that he's patient towards us because he would that none of us would perish. Right. So there is this there's this lack Thank of you. patience that we have with other individuals because we tend to want to just speak to the bad in the moment. And then that becomes dangerous because who gets to define bad? Mm. Now you're speaking for God and what you're calling wow. bad, but they just use what God blessed them to be able to do to be able to create that. Mm. So if anything you are redeeming the very thing that they want to call bad. And so I think it's a limited perspective. So that's why I'm like, you can't live by everybody's boxes. You right. just got to go for what you know in your own purpose. That's so good. Ooh, that was tough. That's I like so that. That's the whole <laughs> that kind of answered our question about what we was going to talk about with the whole like Chandler Moore thing. With yeah, like yeah. him saying like now he want to go, you know, yeah, yeah, different yeah. route or whatever. So that's, yeah. a, that's actually a really good perspective. That's like, tough. That's tough. That's Wait, tough. I hadn't heard this. What happened? So Chandler Moore is saying that he he kind of want to go like more inspirational uh -huh. now instead of just like gospel. Uh -huh. So he was talking about, uh, I want to say, I think Ephesians where God talks more about, is it marriage and intimacy and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He was yeah, saying yeah. how he was like, the whole book of Ephesians is about love and marriage and, you know, the intimacy of it. He was like, I want to talk more about that and not necessarily 
have to say God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, but just talk about the intimacy of relationships. And so a lot of a lot of Christians are down his throat about it. So we we it was supposed to be a topic. I don't know. If we we didn't dive into it. No, we, no, we never dive into it. Yeah, into it yet, no. we didn't get to. But now yeah. I have that perspective, and it kind of shifts that my makes perspective. Makes a lot of sense. So yeah. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Because yeah. even yeah. like even like Lecrae, Lecrae got a lot of uh, you know yeah, he got cross flexor. cross tracks or cross yeah. music. I would yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. you know where it's all it's it's he's collabing with a lot of uh -huh. you know secular artists. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So there is this. Um, Oh man, this is good. Um, there's so much to say about it, but uh, <laughs> um, but <clears throat> so let me let me give you this perspective. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at Jesus walking with his disciples, can I? Is that all right? We go there. Like, well, we talk. Oh, scripture? Yes, okay, okay, that's okay. That's what this show is about. Okay, bet, 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 bet. <laughs> Please. So when you look at Jesus talking with his disciples, he's walking with them, and he says to them, "Who do men say that I am?" And some of them say, well, you know, you're you're Elijah, you're, you're John the Baptist, you're Elijah, you're, you're one prophet. of the prophets. Mm -hmm. And so the beauty of that is they're saying who Jesus is to, to the them. people, right? To the people. Oh, this is people. who Jesus is to them. And and honestly, they're not being negative toward him. They're like, yo, they're not like, yo, he a demon, he a demon. He just said, they ain't say none of that. They like, yo, he like John the Baptist. Right. John the Baptist was a G, like Facts. lived in the woods and was like holding it down for the Lord. Like this, this is not a, a slouch. So they like, oh, this is John the Baptist. He's back. Well, this is Elijah. Well, Elijah in the Jewish culture is, is a hero. Yeah. It's like, yo, you, you're giving him accolades, but just because you're giving him accolades doesn't mean that it, that it's good if you're not giving accolades based on who they really are. Mm. And so what I found a lot of times is people want to dictate how you give Jesus accolades. And I say it has to be done how he says it. Mm. Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Peter gives this confession and Jesus says, your confession is so real, so true that the very foundation of what my church will be on this earth will be based on that confession. Exactly. So as long as that's your confession, mm -hmm. I think you're okay with Jesus. Now here's the other side of it. He says the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell in, in Israel was a literal place. It was a temple on the mount, on a mountainside where people would go and worship false gods and Aphrodite and there would be all kind of rituals to false gods. And they called that the gates of hell because people in that area was like, yo, that's where the evil really is. That's right. dark right. over there. The gates of hell won't prevail, Jesus said. The confusion we've gotten in our culture is in order to not let the gates pre prevail, we got to stay away from them. But gates yeah. don't move. They don't attack us. The reason they won't prevail or stand or withstand is because we attack them and God helps us to tear them down. Mm. We stay in our bubbles too much. We need to be actually attacking the gates of hell. So when I hear a brother saying like, man, I wanna go out here and talk about something different to reach a different group of people, because it's different than what you know them as, it's easy to just qualify them as somebody who's now- Selling out or something. Oh, you selling out, man. We gonna write you off now. Right. But in actuality, I'm like, nah, I feel like God was with him before. Why can't he still be with him now? And if he is still with him, then maybe he's gonna storm the gates in a different way 
and take care of a, a different angle that God ain't called you to. Mm. I'm not yeah. quick to to write people off because they choose to augment how they do their music. I'm more so saying, what's your confession? Mm. If that remains your confession, go storm the gates, bro. Do what you got to do. So I don't know. That's I hope that helps. Good. Yeah, that's crazy because I know there's a lot of different <laughs> preachers and I, I always tell people, I had a friend of mine that always wanted to be at the pulpit and I, I told him, I said, you know, you know, you don't have, you don't have to be limited by being in the, on this stage in this pulpit. Like, mm. you can go out and talk to the people out in the streets. You, you don't have to necessarily be a street preacher, preacher or whatever, but there's many of places that we can go and should go yeah. that you should go. Don't be, don't stay here because once you have your congregation and there's no disrespect and people do come in and join churches and I understand that, but you're then, that's where you are. That's your, mm. that's your, that's your bubble in a sense. I'm not, you know, that's where I also see it says some will be reached tens, hundreds, thousands, and so forth and so and, and so forth and so on. So I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on 100% with that. Some people, I don't believe that everything as a as a as an artist has to be like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because the moment you start doing, remember the situation with um K. Shiree when he went out to that um. Oh yeah. <laughs> he went out to that club. He went out he to went that to a club. Very secular place and was promoting Jesus like that. So, so one him. of the things he said was, you know, like I'm a Christian, da 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 da, and then let his music play, 30 second intro, but and they and started th throwing poop emojis at him. Like yeah, it went viral. Stuff, like stuffed animal. Like and I had a <laughs> and I had a conversation with him. I said, you know, yeah. I said a lot of times you go into those places, my boy. Like you, you don't have to say, just introduce. Like you don't have to do that because I. Don't, so a lot of times when Jesus went in, he ain't go out. It's like I'm the Messiah. Just want to let y'all know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm that guy who came really in. Said it. It was so so end. if you're if your if your fruit, which is the word that you the words you're saying, mm -hmm. is is it has him embedded in him, then they're gonna they're gonna plant seeds gonna or they're gonna receive to it. So to your point, he never really said it. Even after Peter's confession, mm -hmm. he told them, "Tell no one." Mm -hmm. Right? Like mm -hmm. he literally said that to them. Because the focus needed to be on God's kingdom, not just him. Yeah. Right. And so even though he is our way of redemption and savior, there's still this idea where we get to go and talk about God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. You either get to talk, in my, in my humble opinion, you either talk about the light or what the light illuminates. Mm. Both still glorify the light. Yeah. If you talk about how bright the light is and what it's able to show you, it's still giving praise to the light itself. It's still honoring the light itself. Right. Or if you just talk about how beautiful the light is, it's still honoring that. Mm. So I'm not telling someone to hide their faith, but I am right. telling them it's okay to, to be free within or liberal within how you go about expressing yes. your yeah. faith. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like we have in a, in a culture that's way more about qualitative engagement we've kind of created this standard where we have to be very clear cut on being able to clarify who you are and whose you are and what you're about yeah and i'm like i don't think you have to do it as dogmatic as they say right i think your stance needs to be that facts but the exemplification or that's not a word the the way you exemplify your stance is definitely I think given to you with a sense of freedom Absolutely. for you to be able to go do so. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. And he received it well. And I told him, you know, just work on that. And then afterwards, you know, 
Yeah. See how that works out for you. No, nah, that's real. So so I want to switch gears a little bit, yeah. right? Because I know I know you had a very, very traumatic experience. Oh uh, yeah, bro. Uh, it was crazy. I want you to dive into that. Uh, uh, dive into that a little bit for us. Are you, I know are you talking about last year with the uh, uh, backstage. We can talk about that too. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot. I've had a lot of those. Like but a, I know, a, I know, a near death. See, yeah, there was a near death experience that um, uh, in the bio was telling. Um, uh, it got sent to us. I think he was in, like in a car accident or something like that. Or oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what's to call it? The, uh, Okay. Okay. Um, so, I I was um, I've gone through a lot in life, uh-huh. and there's been this there's been this reality where through the highs and lows. Uh, first, this makes me think too. I meant to say this earlier. I commend you for being in therapy, for oh, going yeah. to oh, therapy. Yes, sir. I, I genuinely do. I commend you for that. <laughs> I mean, there is a need to see more people of color going to therapy. Yes. Uh, specifically men in general because we often are not given permission to emote. Mm. And then because we don't have permission to emote, we lack the language to express our emotions. Mm-hmm. And so through that, therapy gave me the opportunity to not only experience how to ex- to emote and move through my different emotions I was feeling, in a healthy way, but it gave me the language to be able to say them and communicate that to other people around me. So I could literally stop and just be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Feeling a little upset right now. Let me let me take a beat. Verse versus not having the language to say it and only having the physical way to manifest it and, and communicate it. Yeah. So yeah, I commend you. That's that's beautiful. Yes, sir. Um, therapy helped me to walk through a lot of different things. So um I would say loss is one of the biggest things that I've gone through in my life. Uh, I lost my stepmother. That was kind of the, the first biggest loss that I knew of in my life. And then after that, I lost one of my sisters. Um, she was in her, she was 31 and she passed away. And then um, I lost my baby sister to stomach cancer. Um, wow. And she passed away with three kids and a Sheesh. husband. And, and you know, she had just turned 30, I think. so. It's like all this stuff is happening in my world. And then on top of that, uh, my wife and I, we lost our one-year-old son, Chase. Yeah. Chase passes away. And it's one thing to lose um, like a parent figure, a parental figure. It's like, okay, yeah, I I get that. That does happen in life, sure. Um, So DJ, like you with the loss of your grandmother, my condolences. Like, man, there's a reality where loss of anything creates this new normal you got to exist in. Yeah. And I, but, but, depending on the the type of loss, you kind of go, well, but you know, this is a part of life. Like we just gonna move forward. But then when losing my sisters, it's like, man, that's that's weird. Like yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest, like this, yeah. should, oh, this wow. is not the way this should go. And then losing my son, it was like, man, yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't know how to function right now. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to keep myself from wanting to break the world around me because mm. I'm so broken. Yeah. Um, and the way that I wanted to cope was to bring pain to everybody else to so they could feel my pain. Yeah. Um, and so I had um, two near-death experiences um, in that season. Both of those attempted suicides. Uh, one, my son actually interrupted um, when I was um, when I was at home. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my son. Uh, came downstairs and interrupted one and then the other one I had you you tend to cope with 
with what you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a book I read that I, I tell everybody to read. Not a, not a religious book at all, but I tell everybody to read this book. Um, it's called, um, uh, the book is called, um, man, I just lost it for a moment, but I'm gonna get it back. Mm. Anyway, the book is called What Happened to You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have That's you ever heard quick. this book? You ever heard this book? Yeah, I know, right? It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get it back. But the book is called What Happened to You. Mm. It's written by a neuropsychologist named Dr. Bruce Perry, Mm -hmm. and he wrote the book in partnership with Oprah. Mm. Um, And I know when I say her name, people have mixed emotions around this individual. Uh, I feel like wisdom is wisdom. But but listen, yes, yes. So my phrase at my house with me and my wife is, all truth is God's truth. Mm. Like if it's true, then it it came from a place of truth. But Oprah's story, I read this book and the the book is about her story and stories like hers. Mm. And the, and the, the audio book is what I listen to. So you, after every chapter you hear, q and A. I'm not q and A. You hear dialogue between Oprah and this this doctor, mm. and it was so powerful. The book changed my life mm. because I felt seen. Like I really felt seen. I was like, Oprah and I have such a similar story, and I just wanted to hug her and tell her thank you for being vulnerable enough, open enough to share her story. So um, through all of that, like I mentioned the book because the book teaches about this idea of uh, the different parts of your brain. You have Mm -hmm. a part of your brain called the reptilian part of your brain. That is the part of your brain you revert to when you go through moments of stress and anxiety. So if you're in a moment where you're stressed, you you go back to old therapy ways and it's like, well, I need a face to punch because this is what I know. And this feels comfortable to me. This feels familiar to me. Yeah, my friend calls it the default setting. It is a default setting. And so the reptilian part of your brain is your default setting. Mm -hmm. It is the base level. It's called reptilian because it's almost like you go to this primal base level idea of yourself. Mm -hmm. And at that base level, primal level of yourself, you you tend to revert back to the things you saw as a child, what you saw around you mm. and deemed good in your own in your own mentality. Mm. So for some people that's fighting, for some people that's running away, for some people that's drinking, for some people it's drugs. It just depends. But you go to that. And in that moment when you're in, when you're stuck in that part of your brain, you do not have access to your frontal lobe where you're able to formulate cognitive reasoning. Mm. So it's not that you don't want to do it. You yeah. cannot access that until wow. you're able to regulate your body and your mind again. Yeah. And in those moments where you're dysregulated, unless you find a way to self-regulate, wow. you do not move from there. So we, because we're in a constant state of dysregulation, you cope, you, you find coping mechanisms to make yourself feel better. So my coping mechanisms when I lost my son ended up being all the base level primal things that I saw growing up. So I was escaping, going out, smoking hookah. I'm getting high. I'm drinking. I'm doing everything that I know. I'm. It's not. It's not who I want to be, mm-hmm. but it's it's really who's who I am at my primal level. All to try to cope and numb the pain because right now, like losing losing ten dollars, it's like I'm gonna be mad, but I know I can get that back. Right. Yeah. Losing my son, I'm gonna be mad, but I'm not getting him back. Right. Mm-hmm. Not until glory. And who do I get mad at about that? Mm. And for me, it, it ended up being God who I was mad at the most. Mm. So it's like, not only am I living at this primal level of myself, but I'm also rejecting God and his grace and his provision and his help and his mercy because I'm mad at him. So it's like, I'm, I'm cutting off myself from the source and I'm stuck in this place. And so I'm doing all of these dark and twisted things 
that I believe are helpful mm-hmm. because I'm stuck in that place. And so at one point I was gone out of my mind and I was like, I just want to end it all, I quit. And so I just let go of the wheel and closed my eyes and on the freeway or on the highway um, and in Texas and, and highway could be two lanes, but it was oh, okay. like, I started riding and it just veered off and I, I hit the ditch. And I was wow. like, and like one car slowed down, another car went around me. But I was like, man, I just want to end it all. I don't care no more about myself. And that was the moment when I hit the ditch that I had to make a phone call. A friend came and got me. And it was like, man, I don't know what else to do now because I don't want to be myself. I don't want to live. I don't want to live in this new normal. But being dysregulated, that looked like something smart to do because I didn't know how to cope with this. Went to therapy was able to get regulated, was able to start to understand what I was dealing with, why I was reverting to all of that stuff, found language for what I was feeling, started connecting with people through that language to tell them where I was. And I saw God start to pull me out of that. And so all of the music that I'm making now is communicating about that angst and that feeling of where I was. How was your your wife dealing in in that process? Candidly, it was hell for her. Like it was, it was hardship upon hardship because you're in this life with a person that you're partnering with to say, we're going to be together in all of this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to live in this new normal mm-hmm. and be who I said I was going to be. You know, at first I was like Martha, like, oh man, Lazarus is gone, but I'm going to be here cleaning up and serving plates yeah. and I'm making sure mm-hmm. everybody good. You good, mom, you good, man, I'm pray for you. You good, man, I'm good, man, I'm good. And six months in, it was like, I ain't got no more left. Yeah. I don't know what else to turn to now. And I quickly turned into the person who was like, you know what? I quit. Hmm. I quit. And when anybody goes through something traumatic, especially loss, you tend to either become the moralist or you become the cynic. Hmm. The moralist says, man, if I'd have just prayed more, if I'd have just read more, if I'd have just went to church more, if yeah. I'd have just been more faithful, God, you wouldn't have let this happen. Mm. And you start to blame yourself or the cynic says, you know what, God, you hate us. You just don't love us. That's what it is. Like, I'm cynical towards you now because I know you really don't care about us. So, you know what? Forget you. Like, I'm done. And in reality, both of those places we go to are really our own human attempts, our feeble human attempts to control a holy God. Because when I become the moralist, I'm like, God, you got to feel sorry for me. When I become the cynic, I'm like, God, you got to see my anger and bow down to that. Mm. Like in both situations, I'm trying to control God because I really want to fix this in my own, my own way of fixing it. And God had to honestly humble me. And then through love and grace, bring me to a place of healing. Not, not, not like I, I love, I learned through this moment, God's chastisement and pruning doesn't look like mama whooping you. It don't always look like that. It really did look like a hug. It really did look like God saying, hey, I'm not done with you. Yeah. I'm not done with you. And so pulling me in, bringing me closer, letting me know that I am I have value and worth, that I'm loved, that I'm significant, that I matter. Not because of all the stuff that I've been able to do, but because of just who I am in him. And that truth alone gives everything else meaning, not the other way around. Right. So, so I'm oh. sorry, real quick. Have you said any, have you spoken out about this? Yes. Yeah, I started speaking about it a lot in the last two or three years. And the reason why I was asking, because I think it's so important that, especially 
after the, you know, getting through the process that we see it. Because as I'm listening, I'm like, man, how he feeling like that? How he, well, who could, you know, I'm just thinking about the kind of things that like people like, I would never think that you would do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's and I been, think that's the ahead, importance of it yeah. to hear because we try to be so perfect, mm-hmm. especially Christians, mm-hmm. and we forget, we forget that part. And that's why I was asked. That's the reason why I asked pretty much. For, yeah. yeah. Now, when I speak to people about this or mm-hmm. about anything, really, I speak out of passion now. It's not mm-hmm. authority only. It's not like I, I mean, there is an authority to it because I believe God is allowing me to say it, but mm-hmm. it's more passion. It's more compassion mm-hmm. because I recognize where I came from. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm bold to talk about it. Cause I'm like, uh, the, the verse people talk about all the time, uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word testimony there is the word in the Greek, the word martyr, yeah. which is where we get our word martyr. Yep. Martyr for me is not about, oh, I died for Jesus. It's more about willingness to live in a way that I'm, that I'm dying to self. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm. I have nothing to hide. Like, and honestly, there's nothing I'm telling you that the people who are in my life that are truly my circle, yeah. like my accountability, my brothers, don't like know. they don't know. They yeah. know I don't have no secrets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they know yeah, everything. Absolutely. So it's like, I don't have a problem telling people what I went through. And I don't find it as I don't say it in a way of of glorifying it or making an excuse for it, but I am wanting to be honest about it so people recognize it's a human problem, right? Not a yeah or or not a like well if i was just a little more whatever then i wouldn't be dealing with that it's like nah, we all prone facts to to, to, to fall into these moments yeah any given moment and and, and i remember uh talking to my therapist one of the things that he was telling me because you know we get so caught up in this this christian bubble where you're not supposed to feel depressed you're not supposed to you can't be depressed you can't be anxious you can't be this and then he started breaking down to me like all of like the great people in the Bible who experienced these different emotions. Like he was telling me uh, about uh, Elijah, right? And he was like, Elijah went through a, a, a moment of depression where he wanted to like die. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He like got yes. caught, like the guy who just called fire from heaven, <laughs> like he wanted to die. Like he yeah. got depressed and wanted to die. Yeah. And then you can speak about the even Jesus in Gethsemane, the anxiousness he he he, yeah. he felt, like you know all the the different waves of emotions, yeah. and it's just like um, he was like, "Yo, it's it's okay." And it wasn't until I verbally out loud said to him, like, "Yo, I, I think I'm going through depression." No, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was like it felt so freeing because mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. the first time you actually or you know like i'm like i think i have that very bad anxiousness man this is what i'm feeling right now and it wasn't until then that it really i was able to break past that barrier so my question to you would be like do you think that the the church has done uh mental health injustice I would say that what has really happened is we have done well to hold on to God without being honest about who we are capable of being. Hmm. Not so much just mental health. I think it's just, I think it's this idea. So I grew up in, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in a place where culturally everybody were Christian. Everybody's Christian culturally. 
But in relationship, none of them would really say that they going to follow scripture of the Lord right, like, right. like that. Like, I grew up in a place where it was like, hey, we riding by the church. Turn your music down. Mm. Hey, we pulling up to the church. Stop cussing. Yeah. Hey, we going to be at the church for a while, so don't drink till you, you get home. I like, still do that. Like, I'm saying. <laughs> turn the music down. Uh, yeah, turn the music down. It's like, y'all, man, I can't do it. I, I blast this. What y'all talking about, bro? But, but there are... There are cultural norms within the black community that we have adopted that have given us this idea of what it means to be to be reverential. Um, but even though I can be respectful, respect doesn't equal devotion. Right. And I think we've done a disservice to be honest with ourselves about how devotion should look mm -hmm. and what we really are. I think that has done that has played a huge part in how we are unwilling to be honest about the things that we deal with when it comes to mental health. Mm. Um, because we, we, we are shallow in how we are willing to fully and truly assess ourselves. That's great. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, yo, we, uh, we took this. That I know, one. and I was like, and I'm, like I'm, looking, I'm looking at our points that we supposed to, yeah, you know, I'm like, like, dang. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, we sorry. No, you're good. We got, the, we got the song, we got the, it's like, all right, cool, cool. That's what you're supposed to be focusing really on right here. Right? Okay, wait, 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 I got to ask this question. Right, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so. Mike, Mike. For the people that are experiencing something very similar to what you are, I want to know what you would say to them. So, for example, right? They are doing the things. They're in alignment with God. They're praying, fasting, in church, all these things, and then life still happens. Yeah. You know, like, what can you say to kind of, like, reel that person back in? Like, life is still going to happen, yeah, yeah. even though you're doing the things. Yeah. So my phrase to people, I'm like, life be lifing. Like, it just, it will life you, and it won't let you go for a while. Mm -hmm. My 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 conviction is not to um, reel them in. Mm -hmm. Not to, not, not that that's just horrible language. Yeah. But my conviction would be more so to give them space to be honest about where they are mm -hmm. and dialogue about why they want to be there versus somewhere else. Okay. My option is, so scripture talks about when you see a person who falls to go to them and, and pull them up, being careful lest you fall. There's this place where I recognize hardship doesn't always, struggle with hardship doesn't always equal sin. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, sometimes you're prone to do to do that. So you gotta be mindful of it. But, but what I've experienced in my own journey with other people is when life be life in, people are struggling, but they're not necessarily sinful. And our fear, this is my own pet peeve, it's my soapbox, so I'm not putting this on y'all, but I, Tadashi, personally believe we live in a culture in a place where we are more about correcting bad behavior than we are about connecting with Christ. Mm. We want to correct bad behavior because we believe if we get rid of bad behavior, then we're somehow closer to God. When in mm. reality, the confession, the, the, the stance of faith is what puts us in relationship with him. And once you're in relationship with him, you don't lose that relationship. Right. If anything, what happens is that relationship gets tested. Struggle comes. Wow. Hardships come. Yeah. Facts, you, it that it will get tested. So I don't I don't fret over it being wow, tested so and you struggling within it. I fret when it when I see you quit. Mm. That's when I'm like, well, he ain't quit on you. You don't have to quit. Yeah. And that's where I was. I was willing to quit. I wanted to quit because life gave me 
it threw a curveball I wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. I expected a king's ransom. I was like, man, I'm going to die. All my kids going to be with me. My grandkids going to be around the bed. I'm going to be on my back looking up at the skies going, God, open the heavens. I'm ready. Mm. And I'm like, that ain't how it's going right. at all. Like, that ain't <laughs> how it's going. And so I'm like, man, God, you you took away the thing I wanted I, or I, I deserved. And in reality, it's like, nah, that curveball hit me in a place I wasn't ready for. Right. So I'm struggling. And in my struggle, people were willing to walk with me in my struggle versus trying to correct my struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. And That's that so is good. where that is where I believe That's so good. the the truth is starting to become evident for people when they're able to be very truly themselves. Like, man, I'm I feel depressed. Can I be honest right now? I just feel depressed. And being able to say that communicate that and let someone dialogue with you for where you really are right versus trying to communicate based on an idea of expected position well i feel depressed but i know god got me and you kind of throw away that other thing with trying Mm -hmm. to we're trying to you know wash it away with something spiritual and it's like no that's not where you really are Mm -hmm. so i'm okay with people struggling i'm i actually want to see people struggle versus pretending that they're not because it just delays the healing. It prolongs the inevitable. And mm. then if you stay wallowing in the struggle too long without any light shined upon it, then you are more prone to find sinful ways to cope with the struggle. So I'm more about, man, let me just walk with you in the struggle. It's okay that you struggle. And I'm I'm the person, I'm like, you can come up to me and tell me anything. And I'm going to be like, word, it's earth. We all human. Like, I get Facts. that versus being like, oh, oh, man, that's horrible. Like, we can't deal with this. Like, we got to do something. Like, oh, you you human. I get it. We're going to struggle. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, there are certain moments where I'm like, I've literally been like, ooh, that's not okay. So, you know I'm going to call the cops. Like, that's <laughs> oh not okay. Like, that's not <laughs> okay. You, I'm not going to let that slide. But there are other moments where it's like, Shoot. no, I'm here with you. Right. No, it's not gross to me. Give me a hug. I love you. Mm. And watching people struggle and then move from struggle to striving. Mm. And to move from striving to feeling like they're thriving. I'm like, that I've seen God do that a bunch. I'm I'm okay with struggle. Yeah. Woo, man. Okay, now we can really. Yeah, we gotta take a break. We gotta take a break. We gotta take a break. <laughs> All right, listen, man. We got more with Tadashi when we come back. So y'all keep it locked. It's the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show. Yo, what's poppin'? You already know who it is, what it is, and what we do. It's your boy Jay. This is Chris. With the cruise hip hop corner that messed around and gave us a radio show. If you wanna know the hottest topics, the hottest news, the hottest artists, or just playing how hot it is, then tune in on Thursdays. That's Thursdays. At 6 p.m. with the cruise hip hop corner, live on GH3 Radio, and get your weekly CHH fix. Oh boy. Time to get busy. God's word and word Hey, what's up? This your man right here, DJ I Rock Jesus with that straight ministry heat. Yo, you can catch me every Wednesday for Mixtape Wednesdays. Mixing and blending the latest and the greatest in CHH from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific. Also, you can catch me from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on GH3 Radio's God's House of Hip Hop. Hey, this is Black Voices Movement, and you're listening to the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your man Legacy the Prince. I am CEO Aaliyah. <laughs> it's your boy DJ before you. Why? It's the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show. Sounds good. Man, if you're just, <laughs> you just not tuning in with us, man, we got the legend, man. We got the living legend in the building, man. One of the greatest pioneers of CHH. 
Fact. Mr. Tadashi himself in the building. Man. What up, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir. What up, what up, what up. So listen, I got a special question, right? Okay. Special. Um, being a founder of pretty much CHH. Wow. All right. right. One of the founders. Yeah. One of the pioneers. One of the legends. Right. Um, a lot of the guys you came into the industry with, or you know, connected with to yeah. create the the foundation, yeah. so to speak. A lot of them kind of branched off and, and got into the executive bag. Like yeah. Craig got reach, yeah. Truth got mixed bag. Yeah. Um, who else got, you know, uh, KB yeah, got Derek his Minor. name. Derek Minor got yeah. his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that is that a pursuit that Ooh. you feel like you're you're called into mm-hmm. as well? Um, I would say yes, but not necessarily with music in and of itself. Okay. Um, so I feel like I had this great moment with the Lord last year and God kind of gave me this epiphany and I realized um, I, I God, my per- I feel like my purpose is to be a creative communicator. Um, and for me, being a creative communicator is being a person who can convey an idea or perspective, but doing so through the creative creativity that God's blessed me with. So music, writing, singing, um, public speaking, podcasting, acting, whatever. Like that's where my world is and creativity. So I, I, I'm actually praying and processing now how to flesh out what it looks like to do more creative content and see myself partnering or bringing about avenues for other people to come in and, and do what they do. Amazing. I know you said yeah. you was relaunching a podcast. I am. Tell people am. a little bit about that. So the podcast is called The Dash um, and it's it's... My name is Tadashi. It's eight letters. And the middle four letters is actually the word dash. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people I have a dash in the middle of my name because those letters literally spell that. So it was a nickname that I had for a while. So I named the podcast The Dash because of that, because of the whole idea of, you know, between the birth date and the death date, there's the dash. Mm. But also because the symbolism for the podcast is Morse code, it's dots and dashes. Mm -hmm. And so T dot dash, like I just was like being creative in that way. So uh, the dash is a podcast that wants to help people think critically about themselves and the world around them. That's the whole reason I wanted the podcast because I wanted to start to challenge people or encourage people to start thinking critically about themselves, about the world around them, how they will engage that world for who God made them. And so I want to see people start to be more critical in their thinking versus just impulsive and just off the cuff, like off the fly, like, oh, let's just go say something and do something now because we can't. It's like, no, think critically about it, process it, wonder, consider how you would approach it if you took time to do so. Uh, what does Christ say? Measure twice and cut once. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I want to. I want you to think that way. So, so would you consider opening it up to others to either be a part or to kind of like even in the live in the live perspective to be able to chime in? Yes, in totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working through trying to figure out the format now. So my background, like another thing that I started doing was. Uh, hosting radio shows mm-hmm. and so my background is is I did radio for a while and I, I'm tempted to always want to turn the podcast into a radio show and do it like a morning show format but yeah. I'm like ah oh, chill chill it's just a podcast you ain't got to do all that <laughs> uh, but yeah there is a desire to have more um, engagement and opening it up more so yeah, I think that'll be great yeah. thank you man yeah for sure I love that also you mentioned uh, something about acting yeah tell yeah. me like what Short films? Uh, all of it. So, I man, I started when I was uh, in college and after football ended and I started doing music, I felt this tug on my heart to go out to L.A. and act. Mm. 
and I wanted to pursue it. So I went out there and stayed with my cousin and he's older. He, I went to go, he's like an uncle. I went to go <laughs> stay with him and I learned real quick that my 19 year old naive little self was not ready for the world of LA. I was like, boy. yo, I'm about <laughs> to go out here and get world. swallowed up out here, boy, it's crazy. <laughs> So I took my butt right back to Texas and <laughs> <laughs> went and got a job. It was like I'm gonna see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens later with that. Okay. Um, but honestly, I could never shake it, man. I've always done stage plays. I've always tried to be creative with Show Baraka as a, a filmmaker and a and a creative with with video and everything else. So I've always been a part of stuff he's done, okay. and I've just worked with different people and being creative with 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 visuals and with film. Uh, so I stepped into voice acting. So I do commercials and animation and stuff like that. And then, uh, what'd you say? What type of animation? Any kind. Uh, I like doing voices, uh, cartoons, young, older, Adult Swim type stuff. Like, yeah. Interesting. So I started doing that. I started doing commercials. Um, I just booked one thing for uh, an animation thing. Uh, and then I can't say who it is yet. Sorry. I'm about to say, no, 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 don't, let it, don't let it out. No, it's the, I, I, love anime, anime, I love anime, so yeah. I don't know. Who not anime, not okay, anime, okay. Anim, just animation, animation. Okay. Uh, children's stuff. So I started, oh, okay. I did that, uh, but I'm working on getting, like I just read for an Adidas commercial and that's some other stuff like that. Like that's my joy is to use my voice in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but then starting to do acting stuff too. So I auditioned for different plays, like I auditioned for The Wiz when it came to town. I auditioned uh -huh. for... Uh, this one, this one stage play that was here for like maybe a month. Like I'm trying to get it active in the acting on camera, on stage, all of it. I gotta see that, man. I'm about to as say, soon as you said that, I can. Uh -huh. I was about to say, hold on, <laughs> what character were you? Just go uh, in. Well, I, I auditioned for the lion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what's up. You ever man. thought about doing a um? to play my wife. She's gonna kill me because I'm saying your that. wife was a stage manager for a theater. She's oh, a she's a writer, a director, producer, but she she's been in her stage. Black Nativity, right? Black Nativity. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever seen it? No, I just heard oh, about it. Oh my god, it's dope. Yeah. It's and I every time I went back to watch it, yeah. it's like after year after year. It's yeah. it's, it's just so amazing. Oh, we're gonna have to talk, bro. I love so the, I love theater. I like acting in general, but I love First theater. I love musicals. I know yeah. that's weird. I don't like all musicals. But it's a musical. I don't like all dope. musicals. I, I can't lie. Some of them, I'm just it's like, like guys, y'all are working the formula too hard. This is not good music. Mm. So I care about music. Some musicals yeah. don't have good music. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have technically sound music, but they don't yeah. have good music. And yeah. so, yeah, I struggle. But I'm the person, like, I done watched, like, I watch Disney stuff because I like musicals. So, yeah, Encanto and Moana and Coco, yeah, I, I cried on Coco. Oh, Coco, oh, oh, Coco? Oh, Coco will get you. Uh, <laughs> I told my kids when that joint was done, I was like, you put me on the ofrenda. You make sure I got a photo on the ofrenda so they know who I am. I was, boy. Coco was tough. Coco was, that was, that was, Coco was tough. Hey, listen, if y'all out there listening ain't watch Coco, you got to watch this. I, I mean, I'm, so I'm biracial. My dad's Samoan. My mom's black. I'm being Polynesian. Moana is like awesome to watch. Moana was super good. Oh, uh, it's so good. I like Encanto the best. Though. But I don't know. Coco, I, my favorite. I don't know. Encanto? Come on, come I feel like nothing else touches Encanto because of the background, like the the message from it. Encanto went, well, went different. Yeah, I, it, 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 I'm not and all the songs? 
Yeah, the songs, songs do go hard. Man, all the songs. Oh, no, that was my favorite one. No, no, no. <laughs> they got kids. That's crazy. So they, you know. That's it. That's crazy. My, my wife, uh, mentor, she's on Broadway. DJ be acting too. Oh, we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to talk. Like, this I, guy is a really good actor. Bro, come I, on, DJ. I remember, I remember watching him act for the first time. And when he went off scene and came back, like, I was pissed. I was like, yo, y'all brought him back out again? I forgot. <laughs> it was my homie. Like, yo, man, like, he was so uncatchable hard. It was against my, it was good, it was against man. who I am. Yeah. <laughs> but I had, I ain't going to lie, I had to really, to, to dive in a little bit more, I ain't going to lie, I had to go back to listening to lights. Boom, 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 But he's really good at being serious in funny moments anyway. Uh, like, DJ could that. be telling us something and could be playing, but his face is so straight. And I'm yeah, like, is face. he playing or not? Because he's about to make me mad. Like, I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. He's about to make me mad. Dead vibe, man. Man. I love that. Listen, man, um, um, the new song, new single. Yeah. New single. The MMA Freestyle. Yeah. What was, what was the uh, motivation behind that? What was the inspiration behind that song? So I said, I was in the studio and I was talking to the NRs. I was talking to Dre and Alex and I was like, man, I just want a record where I could just like, just go. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be so hip hop 50. Like we learning about hip hop, like yeah. hip hop started with break beats. And then pretty soon the DJs and the B-boys allowed MCs to get involved Yeah. before. I mean, I tell people now like, yo, MCs were not the stars. It was the DJ. The DJ Absolutely. was the one that was the star. And so when the MCs started to take, come on, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. Look at it, look at it. He's like, I'm gonna let y'all know. But when the MCs started to kind of get the shine, it was like, okay, well then why, how are y'all gonna keep us? And yeah. when they started doing rhymes to move the party a certain way, it was like, Oh, that's cool. That's dope. I like that. I like that. But then pretty soon it became about lyricism and how you could express yourself. But for hip hop to go mainstream, like I was just watching this interview with uh um with the Sugar Hill Gang, and they was talking about how the people who helped put that song together were like, yo, we need to do a format that works for radio, like rock and roll music does with a chorus and a, and a yeah. verse and a bridge. Like we gotta have a for real format. We just can't right. be up here saying stuff. So when they did that, it was like revolutionary. Change the game. And so, but now because music is so fluid and honestly, I do feel like we're in a place of flux with music right now. Cause it's kind of trying to find a new identity. It's morphing yeah. again, yeah. but formats don't matter as much right now. Like you don't have to have hook verse hook verse out like or yeah. bridge out like you don't have to do that yeah so i was like i want to break the mold do something different have a different format and just go mm. and just try to rap and so i sat down and started writing and before long i realized it was like over two minutes and i was like dang i've been writing for a minute this is crazy <laughs> like the, the that the song had ended up being like close to three minutes and i was like yeah. yo this is crazy i just yeah. was writing my heart um but i i'm not I don't. I didn't grow up on New York music. That came later in life. Yeah. But um, but I've always been a fan of lyricism, a fan of people being able to articulate a point. Um, the, nobody really knows this. The guy who actually the first time I ever like got introduced to hip hop was watching LL Cool J, and I was like, man, he's his energy alone. Crazy. I was like, this dude yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. Um. But then when I started listening to hip hop, it was uh, West Coast music, Houston music. And then a friend of mine gave me a, um, 
a Wu Tang CD. Uh oh. And I was like, crazy from there. Oh my <laughs> God. And they were saying stuff that was, you had to pay attention. Yeah. Like Southern music was like, you long as you catch the vibe, you good. But yeah, the, yeah, but the yeah. East Coast music, you had to listen, pay attention. They was saying stuff. So I was like, okay, I, I, I love this. So yeah, I just wanted to bring some elements of all of what I got influenced with growing up into the song. Facts, yeah, facts, facts, facts. Listen, man. I, yeah, we heard it, so. Yeah? Yeah. We, we, we got yeah, we are. It's, it's going crazy on social media, boy. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So listen, listen, listen. We're about to do something real special. I don't think we've we've ever done this before, right, DJ? Nah. I'm speaking. I, 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 we got the legend in the building. We do. I don't think we've ever seen an artist perform live on the show. Oh. Never. We've never, never had somebody perform live. Perform the single live. We've okay. never had that. Hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. So that, I could be the first. We, we be the you want to yeah. be the first? I could be the first. Yeah. No, I was saying let's do. Might as well. Might as well. I'm with that. I might as well. So I'm look. With you, that. you want us to go off on a break real quick? Yeah. We're gonna go off on a break real quick when we we're gonna come right in with you, man. All right. All right. So listen, we got more with Tadashi when we come back right here live on the Fresh Leftovers Radio. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. Listen, we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? This is MC Nice. Tune in Sunday afternoons from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to God's Calamari, hosted by me and the God Squads, Harlem G and Marlon Nicole, where we give you insightful interviews from industry professionals and celebrities, buzzworthy music to new music, and some of the things that are moving and shaking in CHH and gospel hip-hop today. Every Sunday, be sure to tune in to God's Calamari with MC Nice and the God Squad on GH3 Radio, God's House of Hip-Hop, LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip hop music. God's word God's amplified. Word GH3 Radio. God's house of hip hop. LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip hop music. Yeah. It's your girl, Raina Day, and guess what? King FM Radio is coming to God's House of Hip Hop starting October 13th and every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We got the hottest in Christian hip hop. We're going to be talking with some of your favorite artists, athletes, celebrities, and local community leaders. And we want to bring you in on the conversation, too. So don't forget to tune in every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for King FM Radio right here on God's House of Hip Hop. LA's number one home for CHH and gospel hip-hop music. Hey, this is Mikel Keys, and you're listening to the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show with Legacy the Prince, CEO Leah, and DJ B4EY. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Legacy the Prince. I am CEO Leah. Support DJ B4EY. Yes, sir, the Fresh Leftovers Radio Show. Listen, man, we got an exclusive moment that's happening right here for the very first time. First of all, we got Tadashi in the building. And, yo, we about to go live right now with the new track, the MMA Freestyle. Look, man, I'm super excited to see this. DJ, man, yo, yo, yo set my mans up, man. Winning. Winning. Okay. Winning. When insane, broken but I'm feeling straight Back and forth across the map, I take off early, getting late My home paid the cost and fell apart, I had to renovate Devil busy, got me fighting for my life like MMA Went through hard time, but something always on my dinner plate God came in my life and told me, move and let me demonstrate Now I'm back by popular demand, just like a Senate race Devil busy, got me fighting for my life like MMA Know that, pocket watching, know that Put the beat on, I snap in the flash and black like Kodak OD get a toe tag DOA no DEA if NDA shut your trap DJ Monte told me walk it out so I don't hold back I'm by my fate like the clergy do church but ain't churchy they judge me but I'm busy sipping this mercy some people stay thirsty cut them like surgery moving this work see the Grammy for certain 
Built for this like an activist. Even haters try to snap a pick. Holy roller still be capping quick. I know he chose me, you ain't have to pick. God is good, life is great, till it ain't, hell it come, when it's heaven, throw my hands up, I'm like, great, I'm winning for real, trying to run all this guilt, yeah, no way that I quit, nah, that ain't the way that I'm built, Harris County had me locked down way before the COVID lockdown, uh, nothing new to me, I know that I'm free, back up on my feet, get with pound and leave, real ones stay down and invite you around, even without all the glory, that's when it hit me, some never been with me, but all of them say that they for me, but my girl clutch, with a clutch, fancy it like it's payday, with lemon pepper wings from JJ's, who might hit a pay with just like it's a birthday Ooh. i'm dropping gems on the world giving free game like google search unashamed put in work my girl don't twerk but make money bounce in london we gaining some pounds stack bread don't gain an ounce king because he gave me a crown we came to shut it all down god on my side he been at the wheel inheriting blessings i've been in his will answer the call you know that i will we making hits and they slapping like wheel seasons changing come but i'm still hot he's insane some would say he crazy but i'm not Chasing what he gave me, this a legend in the making I know when it's all said and done, we'll be at the top yeah. You ain't know, you ain't know Back and forth across the map, I take off early, getting late My home paid the cost and fell apart, I had to renovate Devil busy, got me fighting for my life like MMA Man, you heard it live, you yeah. heard it live yeah. right here yeah. Yeah. MFA Freestyle, man, live and direct. Man, you yeah. know the vibes. We live and we certified, baby. I'm super yeah. excited, man. Listen, hey, tell them when that's dropping, my brother. MMA dropping tonight at midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get that. MMA Freestyle yes, by your boy. Let's, Let's go. go. MMA Freestyle, Let's baby. Go. Make sure y'all get that right now. Tonight, tonight, baby. Tonight. Yes, sir. Listen, man. Y'all know, that beat crazy. Uh, it's that's crazy. tough. Yeah. That's tough. That's crazy. Tough. I'm super excited, crazy. yo. Whew, that, that really hey. happened. <laughs> that really happened. That really happened. That really Appreciate y'all, man, for tuning in, man. Listen, man. Listen, let them know where they can find the MMA freestyle. Let them know where they can follow you, all that great stuff, man. Man, let them know. look. Let them know. MMA freestyle by yours truly dropping tonight everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you want to get your music, find it. Go get it. It's there. Find the song, add it to your stories, throw yes. it in on your reels, throw it in on your TikTok joints, man. Listen, it's going down. This joint is so fun. It's one of my favorite songs I've done in a long time. Wow. I'm honored to be able to do it here live with y'all. Yeah. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's a moment. It's a moment. Mama, we made it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Look, man, I just want to tell you, we're going to wrap up and we're going to get you home to the family, man. But I just want to tell you right now, man, um, thank you. We yeah, appreciate man. you. Not thank even, you, not only for just coming today, but thank you for breaking down those walls. Like, yeah. if you really think about it, like fresh leftovers wouldn't exist without without y'all. Wow. Like, literally. Wow. Like, like we're, we're able to have a career doing this yeah. because years ago, Y'all yeah. was like, yo, we not going to stop. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's real, bro. And I, That's real. I'm, appreciate I'm, that. I'm, I'm very, very appreciative, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, bro. Man. And, um, man, keep motivating. Keep doing your thing. Nothing but blessing and prosperities to you, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Feel bro. free to pull. You enjoyed yourself? I enjoy myself. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I got to sit in a room with people who believe what I believe and talk about stuff that's real yeah. about life. Because life be life in. I'm life telling you. Life, life be life. Life be life in. So you you got to get real with it. Big facts, you got a shirt man. for that? Life be life? Uh-uh. I need one, huh? Yeah. Hey, that's my thing, <laughs> bro. Life be life, bro. Big facts. Yeah, Big I'm going to have to get that shirt made. <laughs> I'm telling you.
Listen, like, the next like, the next project you got coming out, man, you got to spin the block and pull back up. Oh, those, for sure. Man. For sure. For sure. Man. Real, man. For yes, sure. Sir. Yes, sir. Anybody listening, man, tell whoever you know, tune in. Man, if you're an artist and, and like, reach out, like, the setup is beautiful in here. Thank yeah. you. Y'all killing Appreciate it. The show is fun. Super fun. The fact that y'all all really friends, for real, make it even oh, yeah. better. Not like, it's family. super dope. Yeah. Y'all family. Yeah. Like, it made it fun for real. So I loved it. I, I can't know, wait to come back. I didn't know people didn't do, be, like, then click up together like friends with it. Bro, it's crazy like how that. people come in the studio and do it and then be like, all right, see y'all, see y'all tomorrow at work. It's like, what? Y'all not friends? Yeah. <laughs> y'all don't talk yeah. after this? Now, Legacy called me too much. <laughs> oh, my God. I get a text from Selena daily. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. girl? What? Right. Dang, crazy. I said I don't care. <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> Just submit the song, man. Right, right. Put the lyrics up on it, too, man. Whatever it costs, we got you. Hey, yeah, shout shit. out Selena over in the corner. Hey. Right, <laughs> yes, sir. You heard hey, it live man. and direct, man. Tadashi Fresh Leftovers Radio Show, MMA Freestyle. Make sure y'all go ahead and tap in and download that. Stream it everywhere, man. We're going to have to. Let's make sure this one hit number one again because he oh, got yeah. a couple of them billboards on there. Let's make sure oh, this yeah. one hit the top of the charts again, man. Y'all show him that Flow Mafia love all day, man. And once again, brother, it was a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure. Thank y'all so much, for real. Appreciate you. Yes, Blessing, sir. for real, to be here. Thank Legend. you. Legend. Man, you Thank know the vibes. FlowRadioShow.com. You know the vibes. We live and certified, baby. Y'all tap in. Chill. You. Okay. 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 Hey. So good. That was.